Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So many aspects of wedding planning are fun, exciting, and at times easy to brainstorm and share with friends and family. Although there are disagreements in wedding planning with your soon-to-be spouse and family members, usually the conversations are completely open, lighthearted, fun, exciting. You get to talk about who you want for your photographer, your caterer, your flowers, the colors, all things fun. But there are some parts of wedding planning, dare we even say, quote, internal discussions only, unquote, that are very hard to talk about. They're even hard to talk about with your spouse, your friends, and even family members. Sometimes you just really need to talk to your own lawyer. Today, we are talking about premarital agreements. Are you getting married and thinking of a premarital agreement or aka prenup? Or does your fiance want you to get one? Well, if so, this is the episode for you. I am very happy to introduce you to attorney Dejana Lapore. We will be having the tough talk, but an important and practical talk about prenatal agreements. So Dejana and I have known each other for many years now. I was honored to photograph her brother's wedding, and then a few years later, I photographed her wedding. Ironically, but typical to Rhode Island, I went to high school with her husband, and we actually lived in the same neighborhood growing up. Very Rhode Island. As many of you know, I have a newsletter that launches the first Friday of every month. So what happened is I launched that we were doing this podcast, and immediately I heard back from Dejerana asking me if she could be a guest. And I immediately responded and said, absolutely. I really want this podcast to be a learning experience. I want to help you all plan. And sometimes, like we said earlier, planning a wedding is not all about the actual wedding. It's also about the marriage. I will have Deidreana tell you a bit about her in the opening of this episode. She will go over the prenup and what it is, why they're on the rise, and some considerations about whether or not to have one. She will be unveiling the secrets and tips of the practical reality of all things prenups. We will be getting into some details and how to have the tough conversation that you need to have. Regardless if a premarital agreement ends up being right for you, it's something that every couple needs to think about. I hope you guys enjoy, sit back, and relax to this lighthearted conversation that I have with Dejerana about a very important aspect of your marriage. So, Dejerana, welcome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. It's really nice to see you. It's been a few years. I can't, I can't, and this is so great. It is my first podcast, and I want to thank you for the opportunity. I'm very excited. I'm actually very excited to have you because you know a lot of my podcasts that I've been doing, like you, like I said earlier, has a lot to do with the actual wedding, but this 
is going to be about the marriage. And when you got a hold of me, I remember it was my day off because I take Fridays off if I'm not photographing. And I was driving. And I hate to admit it, every now and then I look at my phone. I just do. Okay? <laughs> I try not to. But I just looked out and I saw your email and I pulled over and I immediately responded. I said, absolutely, I would love to have you on the show. I remember I said, Sarah, do you think that part of wedding planning could be premarital agreements? And you're like, absolutely, absolutely. It is an aspect of wedding planning. But So with that said, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are who you serve, and what you do in your business. Thank you, Sarah. So my name is Deidreana Lepore. I'm a classic Rhode Island girl. I grew up in Smithfield, Rhode Island. I attended Providence College and then Roger Williams Law School. I spent a little time out of state in New York where I had an LLM in Alternative Dispute Resolution. I love the education stuff. Um, I've spent the last 10 or 11 years working in my family's firm at Coy and Lepore in Providence. My practice is entirely family law. So I do divorce, child custody, child support, adoption, um, and premarital agreements. Um, I really enjoy it. I also work part-time as an adjunct faculty at uh, Roger Williams Law School, and I've been teaching family law and divorce mediation the past three years. So I live and love family law stuff. So what's like the true definition of a premarital agreement? So, interesting enough, a premarital agreement is another type of contract. It's a contract between two people. Sometimes it'll be referred to as a prenup or an anti-nuptial. Um, two people made in contemplation of marriage. So they aren't married yet, they're thinking about getting married. The prenup will go over how you want your assets and liabilities to be disposed of if you got divorced or if someone died. Um, so you're going to talk about the money that people have. You're going to talk about personal property, real estate, maybe credit cards, debts, uh, student loans. That's a big one. And then whether or not someone would want to support someone um, if they were no longer going to be married. Um, what's not in a prenup, Sarah, are things about kids. So when we think about, like, what can you really plan for in your future, you and your spouse can plan for things about what's going to happen with getting married with your money, but you really can't plan what you'd want to happen with children. That's more of a will. Yeah, you use that as estate planning. Which do you do those? We, my, in my firm, we also do estate planning. Um, but also, when you think about it, um, it's kind of against public policy to say, uh, I want this money to go for my kids or not. You've got to wait to make those decisions in life. Interesting. So what is not a prenup? So like the idea about what happens with your kids, you also can't agree before you get married to do things like we're going to have sexy time three times a week. Do people actually ask that? People do. I would. You know, they do. And they come in and they say, well, can I contract to do this and that? And I say, no, really all we can talk about is, is the what, money, is the finances, which That's is very important. That's interesting. So you you really see a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't I, I wouldn't think about that, but I'm sure you're right. I'm sure people ask for a lot of stuff that's in the prenup that's just not part of the prenup. Well, but that is one thing that makes a marriage, right? So maybe someone's coming in and saying, well, part of the marriage is the intimacy per se. Is yes. there any way I could say make someone do something? But no, we can't do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what is in the contract? So people are concerned about things like their retirement, right? So say you've worked for a significant amount of time, you've acquired a lot of retirement. Maybe you'd want to say that I'd like to keep all of that retirement if something happened to us, you know, if, if our marriage didn't last forever. Um, 
a lot of times people, things are special to their family, right? We can all think about things like that. Family heirlooms, what could happen to something that my mother or grandfather gave to me? I want to make sure that I always get that. So those are things. Student loans, oh my gosh, right? We hear about that all the time. So coming into a marriage, do you have a lot of student loans? It might be in a premarital agreement that you'd want to make sure that one person's responsible for those loans. So I do see a lot of that. Um, credit cards and debts, that's also something that a lot of people struggle with. We deal with that, and you can put that in a premarital agreement. Who would be responsible for things like that? Now that we've talked about what is a prenup and what's not a prenup, can we start getting into a little bit about, like, should someone have it? And what are the, the questions and answers that you think that a lot of people are internally having that they may, they may not be having right now with their spouse? Or what do you – I guess what my question is to you is when people first come to you, why? Why are they coming to you? Yeah, so usually it's something that's very important to them. Um, so it could be something that um, they've been thinking about for a while, something special to them. And unfortunately, I don't want to say unfortunately, but that could be something related to money, money that's been earned for a, a long time before a marriage. Or it could be a concern. So someone might come to me and say, I'm concerned about my future significant other's debt situation. So it might be, on one hand, someone who wants to protect something, and others, someone that wants to protect themselves. You know, you always, at least I do, I always think about the prenup being that you want to protect your assets, but maybe it's also, too, that you want to, you want to protect against. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you're going into a marriage and your significant other has a lot of student loans, that's something to think about. And, you know, you could get into the nitty-gritty of whose name is on the loan, whether it's a co-borrower or not. But the reality is you're going to deal with that in your marriage. How are we going to pay these student loans? Right off the bat, in a premarital agreement, you can address the fact that so-and-so is not going to be responsible for those loans. And that is a concern that could be eased by doing a prenup. Yeah, I would, I would think that that's a positive. Like, one big positive is also... You know, yes, we think a prenup that has to obviously has to do with money, and but also too, it it just lines the communication out right from the start. Yes, that that really is where all of this starts. Being able to have that conversation, and it's difficult. So, when are they drafted, and who do you call? Timeliness in a premarital agreement is everything, right? So. These things do get contested. So you might have a premarital agreement, which down the line could get contested, whether or not it could be valid. And the first thing that's going to be looked at is when was it done? So when did the people start thinking about going to see a lawyer, having something drafted? Why is that contested? Well, if it was on the eve of the wedding, the case we learned in law school, Sarah, someone brought it to the lady by a candle and said, sign this <laughs> on the eve of her wedding, right? You know what? Like, I did didn't she, think about like, that. How, what was she going to do, right? So what was she going to do? She had to sign it or not? Did she have any time to let anyone look at it? So that's something the court would look at. So if you're a listener right now and you're thinking about having a prenup or being asked to have a prenup, you're saying timing is very important. So obviously what you're basically saying is one big piece of advice is don't do a prenup within what, like a month, a week? Oh, so my rule of thumb, I really like to say six to nine months. Okay. So I want someone that's coming in six to nine months in advance. We have enough time to go over all of their assets, all of their liabilities, enough time to have their significant other review it. So another thing 
about who you call and what you do is it really is good to have independent lawyers. So, you know, if you have the time, which is good, that's what we talked about, the timeliness, it's also great to have one lawyer draft it and then have your future significant other have their own lawyer draft it. So not the same lawyer. Right. So it's sort of an independent review of what you both, you know, propose to agree. Um, So you need time for that, too, having someone else um, find an independent lawyer. So do you ever represent both or do you just absolutely just say, no, I can't? I don't. I don't. Okay. So I, I will tell the listeners how I how I do it. Um, I have a, the client come in and I have them make an accounting of all of their assets and liabilities. And I draft a, da- a, a draft of the document. And then when we're happy with it, we send it out to their future significant other. And I put a letter and I say, here is what we propose to be our premarital agreement and you should have someone review it. That's how I propose to them. So you talked about timing and having two separate legal counsels, and you said about six to nine months. So what happens if it's too soon? Does it get, like, what, is that where it gets challenged? So people will come in, Sarah, and say, I want this done. It might be a month. So my wedding is in a month, and I want to get this done. And I tell them, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you've had enough time. I don't think your future significant other is going to have enough time. So there are cases where people will insist. And in my legal opinion, I I don't like to do it. But um, sometimes people will still have a premarital agreement done. And that's when you're saying that, you know, God forbid something happens, it does get challenged. It could get challenged, absolutely. So for people who are listening, if you're thinking about it, just, just do it early. Con- just have the conversation. Start having the conversation. Oh, you want to talk about the conversation? Uh, a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> should, should, I, should I even ask? Oh. Should I even ask? Well, so the conversation with your significant other, you know, you got to be bold in a way. And you and I talked about this, Sarah, about having those difficult conversations. And throughout your wedding planning, things are going to come up. So if you're feeling that it might be important to you, you just have to say it. And that, I think, rings true in all of marriage. Yeah, I mean, considering that both of us now are sitting here, I mean, uh, I was at your wedding. Yes. We've both been married for some time. Not, you're right. I mean, you, you, that's what marriage is, is tough conversations. And you bring that up. When we were talking about the show and what we want to talk about, we started chit-chatting a little bit about it. And we were talking about how it's, you know, you have to just be willing to have tough conversations. I mean, especially now that we have kids. Absolutely. Being parents. I mean, that's what marriage is. I mean, yes, marriage is great, but there's a lot of tough conversations happening. So this is, you're saying that this is probably one of the first. It's one of the first. So how's this? If someone's listening right now and they're thinking, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. What is a way that somebody can bring up to their fiance that they would like to have a prenup? And also two, what if somebody was asked to have a prenup what's some advice that those two like that you can give our listeners about where to take that conversation yeah so people will and potential clients come in and say help me with the conversation and we kind of walk through it so i say to them if it's the person who is asking that wants the prenup think of the thing that's most important to you So if it really is trying to separate their money, we have to find nice ways of talking about that. Mm -hmm. So really it has to do with 
I've really worked hard to be where I am. I've dedicated a lot of time to the work that I've done. And if anything ever happened to us, I want that you know, to be my own. So I don't want to say um, making it more personal than what it is, but, you know, we can't just say it's about the money, right? Right, right. So your second question was, what do you do if you're asked? Mm -hmm. And what, um, you know, what should you do about that? You should not be ever put on the spot. I would advise people of that, right? So say you really are caught off guard. Never thought your significant other would say, I want a prenup. You know, I think you have the right to say, wow, I, I need some time with us. Um, and tell, get counsel. Get, yeah, t- call. <laughs> I'm going to call a lawyer. Um, but tell me why that's important to you, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to gather information, information that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me why that's important to you. And and you have to have an open ear to that. So, Deidreana, I feel like a lot of people feel like when they hear the name prenup or I want a prenup, they feel like you're setting it up for a divorce. There must be some type of old stigma with that. Can you kind of ease our nerves about this a little bit? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that that old stigma still reigns true so that if someone's being approached, it says, wow, you already want a divorce? And, you know, really, I think it's a responsible decision to be thinking about things like this. It's a responsible decision to think about what's going to happen in, in the rest of your life. Um, so you might have to, like you do in other forms you know, of wedding planning, have to tell the parents about this. And how do you do that? Right. He wants me to sign a prenup or can you believe they want that? So you might even have to deal with it. Not only yourself feeling like, is it appropriate for me to ask this? But also, how am I going to tell my parents that this is happening? That this is happening. So I, I think that everyone should make their decisions. And deep down when things are important to you, you got to say go. you got to do it. So that actually leads me to my next question. So why do one or why not do one? Like, Can we talk about who should be doing one and, and, and who should not be doing one? Yes. So the people that should do a prenup can definitely say that they have things that they've acquired before their marriage that are important to them. And it may be something like as simple as a retirement asset or a bank account, or it might be something that has been given to them in their family that they have a personal connection with. Um, If that's so important to them that they want to seek out a contract to do that, they can do that. They should get a prenup. Why not do a premarital agreement? What if someone's being asked to do a premarital agreement and it's not in their best interest, meaning that they would not get as much money or assets by signing a premarital agreement? Um, Those sorts of documents and those sorts of conversations can be negotiated. Think about it, Sarah. We talked a little bit about celebrity prenups, right? I wanted to bring that up because I remember when I was talking to you about this, you brought up something that I would love for our listeners to hear that it was an eye-opening experience. When, like, when you brought that up, I never thought about that. So, yes, please dive into that. Yeah. So you have to think that the majority of celebrity, high net worth celebrity people have premarital agreements, right? The Kim and the Kanye, those sort of people. Actually, just about a couple months ago, we had a big celebrity announce that they're getting divorced and they don't have a prenup. Oh, my gosh. Is it really? Yes, that's right. The Gates. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But with that said, let's go back down to celebrities who do have prenups. <laughs> so they have to negotiate them. Figure that. They're going back and forth and saying, well, if we no longer are going to be married, you'll get this amount of money, $50,000, $100,000. People in those circumstances probably wouldn't just accept the number right off the bat. They would go back and forth between their lawyers to negotiate something. So we were talking about who would not get a prenup. If you're going to be in a position where you want to be married and you're not going to be able to get married unless you sign a prenup, then you might want to think about negotiating your prenup. You know, whatever's being presented to you, you might want to seek out independent legal counsel to say, I would like more or I would like something different. Interesting. Huh. So I'm sure that um, prenups might be on the rise. Am I, am I, it's it. Should I even dare say that? Oh, and my gosh. Yeah. They? So. And why? Yes. Premarital agreements. I remember when Bill Gates announced that they're getting divorced. They were talking a little bit about prenups. And somebody mentioned they're on the rise. And I'm, I'm just curious why. Well, absolutely. Prenups are on the rise because people are getting married later. Right. So if you're getting married later in life, you may have acquired more assets or more liabilities that you would say that you want to protect or you might be concerned about in your new significant other. So that's one reason. You know what? You're right. Because um, when I, so I've been obviously doing this for many years now. I'm not going to date myself, but when I first started out being a photographer for weddings, you know, the majority of my couples were in their early 20s. And now the average couple that I have is in their late 30s and they're already established, man and woman, you know, both established. So, um, I'm sure that that probably takes the role. I mean, like you said, there's debt. There's also careers. Um, so it's just it's just interesting how the times are changing. How about second marriages? That's also something. So mm-hmm. when people are going into their second marriage, which you know many people are, they have memories, maybe fond, maybe not, of what happened the first time around, and they're saying, "Well, second time around, I'd like to protect myself. I'd like to do something a little different." Um, And I think also people want to plan their life more. You know, I don't want to say we're more progressive now in terms of um, thinking about what could happen in our future, but we are, you know, more than our parents' generation. Yeah, because prenups prenups don't have to mean the big D. It just means it's just planning. That's right. It's just a pre-plan. It's another form of either estate planning, wealth planning, thinking about how you want to have your future. Another reason why we're seeing more of these is, you know, we think about our parents' generation and some, you know, some are products of divorce. So if you have 30-somethings getting married now and their parents were divorced, they they learn things from their parents' divorce and they may say, huh, I I don't want my situation to be like that. So that's another reason why we're seeing more premarital agreements. Amazing. So we've gone over kind of what prenups are, why or why not you should get it how to approach your significant other. We've also talked a little bit about why they're on a rise. We're gonna take a quick break and come back, but when we come back, I think we should talk a little bit about success stories and also maybe, sadly, why some people are not successful with them. So with that said, we're gonna take a quick break. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. 
And now, let's get back to the episode. All right, Deidreana, we are back. Can you tell our listeners some success stories about having a prenup? So I think a success story would be someone who comes to see their attorney early and does everything that's asked when it, when it comes to drafting the premarital agreement. What I've seen personally are people who have their own homes, their first homes, people who want to protect their first homes coming to a marriage, and then their ability to protect that in the premarital agreement being important to them is a success story. All right. So we asked about the success story. Can you tell us sadly some that are not and why it's so important to have a prenup? 30, 40-year marriages... Um, Those are the ones that I think really are the sad stories. So people who've spent so much time in their lives, whether it be raising children, assisting their, um, their spouse with a business, they then go to dissolve their marriage and this premarital agreement drafted 30 years ago um, is supposed to stand. Those are really the sad stories. Um, Women, mostly, that um, didn't finish school, raised so many children, never went back to any sort of formal education, um, whether or not they would still, um, you know, be taken care of for the rest of their lives. So I have seen a few You're right, because 30, 40 ones. years ago, things were different then. So different. Right. Um, and then I will point out, just because we always go back to the celebrities, you know, in mm-hmm. the practice and, and what I do, I was shocked to see that Depp... Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, no premarital agreement. So they're in litigation right now. And, you know, him being worth his $400 million and her f- about $4 million, I was looking into this. You know, what's going to happen there? Because they got a lot going on there. Mm. They're like a tabloid frenzy, and he's been accused of abuse. So I'm wondering what would happen with no premarital agreement in that situation. So you do find out that if we ever have to use the D word, that the prenup sometimes just help the whole process, too. Yeah. They just yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 30, 40 years of marriage, too, like whether or not a premarital agreement will still exist. Sometimes you might say, oh, is it, you know, after 30 years, would something I signed 30 years ago still be good? Actually, in one of these agreements, we could have something called a sunset provision. You know how our parents are traveling off into the sunset, 40 years of marriage, right? You could have something in your agreement that says after 40 years, This is no longer valid. And that's the whole I'm in it to win it, right? So if 40 years ago I I lasted this long, our premarital agreement's not going to be good anymore because everything I did these past 40 years. That's called a sunset provision. That's that's great thing to add because at that point you've been living your life. You've been doing 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 it. it. You're jointly doing it. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about conversations that you should have with your fiancé. But what about like external factors that play into some individuals wanting a prenuptial agreement versus some not? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I always think of the parents, you know, mother-in-law, father-in-law, potential mother-in-law and father-in-law. They always had something to say about, you know, the caterer. They always had something to say about who you got for, you know, the venue, this and that. They might have something to say about the premarital agreement. So... Whether or not you have to tell mom and dad that your significant other wants you to sign one might be a little touchy, or whether or not mom and dad or, you know, your parents are asking to make sure that you have one. 
So the external factors sometimes of the family, which, you know, is so relevant for any aspect of wedding planning, but having to deal with that. Who is the client? Um, I've met clients who I don't really think they're the one that want it. I think it's their parents that are making them do it. So it's when they come into the office and it's everybody, right? It's her parents and it's her for the meeting. I think, hmm, I wonder if there's some external factors here um, that, that really want this prenup. So do you ever have couples that find out a little bit about their fiance's debt or money situation that they did not know about and it's because they found out about it through the process? Yes. The process of drafting one of these things, you have to get all of the financials in order. So there have been times where I have a client who in this process, we received documents. They had no idea. They had no idea that there was this much credit card debt. They had no idea that um, the student loans were so high and they weren't being paid for that matter. I had one of those. So in the process, you might learn things. That might be a reason to even go through the process. So to gather information and find out your future. Really? Absolutely. I mean, it goes back down to just planning. Like, who does, I mean, when you're planning a wedding, who does not want to plan a marriage? So it's just, it all goes hand in hand of just helping and planning. Absolutely. Premarital agreements are just the very beginnings of your family planning. They're absolutely on the rise. Um, I have much more than I did 10 years ago in my practice. Um, I think it's like we talked about earlier, people getting older, acquiring more, um, more wealth, more liabilities, the influence of same-sex marriage in Rhode Island, um, also being able to contract in a premarital agreement. It's been amazing. Um, I appreciate all of my clients. I like to stay with them. I can continue to be a family court lawyer for them, um, and I really enjoy the work. Awesome. Well, I think that for our listeners, you gave us a wealth of knowledge have us thinking about a lot of different things so with that said let's do our wrap-up question what are some key points that couples should be asking thinking about when they're getting married in regards to prenuptial agreements the first thing i would say is that if you're coming into a marriage and there is something that's so important to you it's a be-all end-all that you want to make sure it's yours forever and ever you should consider a premarital agreement the second thing is, if you have a red flag, something that's concerning, I absolutely would address it. And that's something that could be addressed in a premarital agreement. Lastly, we talked about difficult conversations. And I have to say, this could be the very first difficult conversation, but it's the first of many when you get married. So if you want to have that conversation and you think that there's something important to you, you should have it. Consider yourself everything you've worked for. If you've been informed, your education, um, where you are in life, do you want to protect those things? You have the right and you should be able to do that. Well, Deidreana, thank you so much for joining me on this week's Wedding Secrets Unveiled. It's actually really nice to be sitting in front of you. It's been way too long. So I really appreciate you helping our listeners becoming one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning process. Can you tell everyone where to find you? 
Please, you can reach out to me, Attorney Deidreana Lapore. I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. My number is 401-751-5522. My email, D-L-E-P-O-R-E at koyalapore.com, C-O-I-A-L-E-P-O-R-E.com. Please reach out to me with questions. Longstanding tradition of free consultation as well on Koya and Lapore. So please do. Awesome. And for everybody who's listening, what I'm going to do is I'll put up the show notes along with all of her contact information. As always, you can find it on the blog on our website at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.